0: what's good people it's Jay cactus and we're back again with episode 19 of cactus combos in today's episode i've got a sick producer and engineer with me he's made a huge name for himself through social media i making music he's the og of fl studio tutorials on instagram and he goes by lario Larry, what's good my bro hey thank you bro thanks for having me here appreciate it anytime man appreciate you coming on problem but man the first thing that i wanted to ask you is about the legendary tag that you've got <laughs> am i right in saying that you got that from swill from the michael dapper series
1: yeah that's yeah yeah yeah
0: it, it started off yeah. there
1: and he it started off as an inside joke between me and, and a couple of friends and we just yeah we're saying it like the same way that he said it you know like in yeah, conversation yeah. and then it just somehow made its way into my videos <laughs> i don't even know like <laughs> it made its way into my content and then just became like yeah A thing where people were starting to, you know, say it back in the comments, they would say it to me in person because I did a lot of uh, a lot of content, you know, before the tutorial stuff where it was based around beat making stuff. And um, I would see people at local shows here in Rhode Island and they would just like come up to me and just say it. (laughs) <laughs> like all the time That's so crazy. i know i was like Because I'm, I'm
0: obviously quite familiar with the the, the show swill he's, mm-hmm. a, he's based in the uk michael yeah. dapper isn't he he's a g over here so yeah. it's quite funny I, I think it was the cy Mike's podcast that i heard you say it on or it was somewhere in yeah it i've it definitely said it on a couple YouTube.
1: of on a couple of podcasts yeah, yeah 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 um yeah man i'm a huge fan of his we started like stumbling on his content because of yeah. the man's not hot song yeah, yeah. And then I didn't even realize viral. that he had a like a variety show like that. I was like, yo, this dude's yeah. wild. So we started like yeah. watching a whole bunch of his content and then we just started dying laughing at that segment, like the Uber <laughs> driver segment specifically.
0: he's yeah, he like the Uber driver. So uh, yo, that's yeah, funny. I can't remember his name as the Uber driver, but then he's got the, the character Patrick as the he's like a traffic warden or a police officer or something. Yeah. <laughs> he's jokes. It's crazy <laughs> when that song, That Man's Not Hot, came out because I just took over the UK that was getting played in all radios. It was getting played in clubs and everyone at first, everyone who didn't really know about him and his comedy were like, Oh, is this guy serious? Everyone thought he was like, th- like being serious, trying to rap, but no one really realized it was his, um, it was just an act. You know what I mean? It was just one of his characters. Yeah. That's so, awesome. Yeah. How that, how that blew up. That's so dope. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Man. So, so how have you been these days anyway? It's been a crazy couple of years for you. Yeah, man, I've been great, you know,
1: just grinding, you know, just trying to build a brand, just trying to teach producers like you, bro. Just like, you know, you know how the grind is. We're all learning. Yeah, we're all learning every day still. You know, I'm still learning every day. I watch a lot of your content. I watch a lot of other producers content out there. I'm still learning every day. And I like to pass the information that I have learned over the last, like, 15, 16 years of producing and being around music and just sharing that with the producer community. You know? yeah
0: the, the crazy thing about producing is no matter how long you've been producing you'll never know everything like people sometimes people get comfortable and and they've been making beats for a certain amount of years and then they're like i don't need to watch tutorials anymore mm-hmm. like i know everything now but Bro, it's just not the case is it I it's mean, not how long have you been making beats what 10 15 years did you say
1: i like oh yeah about 15 between 15 and 17 years i just lost track yeah. at this point you know um Like, that's what's so fun about being a producer is that it's always changing. It's always changing and it's always evolving. And there's always something new to learn. Somebody is always starting a new trend or, you know, a new way of producing a new genre. They're, you know, people are blending genres. Like, I mean, look at how, like, you know, how, especially how drill evolved over the last few years, just. From where it started to where it's at now, people are blending drill with other genres and drill was already a combination of (laughs) a a few genres already. So now they're taking, you know, you take a drill and you're mixing R&B and you're making R&B drill and trap drill and New York and UK drill. And it's wild, man. That's why music is so dope and it's producing in, in general, because that, you know, sets the tone for the, you know, for, for, for the,
0: for the industry. Definitely. Yeah, you're right. It's one of those things that they'll never be, they'll never be a level where you've like, right, I've completed production now because it just keeps evolving. Like, exactly. Even little things like the sound, like, even a a few years ago, people, even like if you think about the way people were mixing like kicks a few years ago, like, I feel like the soft clipper only became like a viral thing a couple of years ago. So, before that, everyone's kicks were a little bit softer, but now everyone's. Mm-hmm. whacking the shower the kicks you know, i know it takes like
1: one them. it takes like one song to really blow up i think yeah you know or a couple and producers especially because you know we have that ear where we're like yo how the hell did they get their kicks to hit like that is it a sample yeah. they used? are they sound designing it are they throwing a plug-in on it like how are they getting it to sound like that and then once yeah. you know once we find that out a lot of us like you like me we share it and that's, yeah. once it gets shared and it gets spread like that, then it, it even starts evolving from there because somebody will take that. And I know you, you're you familiar with that too. Like you'll take that definitely. one little idea and flip it into your own. Like, yo, I, I learned this from so-and-so, throw the soft clipper on the kick, but I took it up a notch and I tried layering it with this or throwing this extra yeah. plugin on there. So it's, yeah, definitely. Pro- producing is and
0: I think, um, crazy. Maybe a, a few years ago as well, like people weren't sharing as much, maybe not a few years ago, but even like five years ago, people weren't sharing as much as people share now. Mm. Like there used to be this producer mentality where it's like, right, I've got the sauce, I'm not going to share it with anyone. Yeah. But now it feels like more and more people are open to to sharing what they've learned. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Why do you think more people are actually open to sharing? There's still a few people that yeah. are, you know, a bit strange of it. And they're like, no, I'm not telling him what yeah, contact to, bank I'm using. To or, be honest. You know? to be honest, I think, you know, there's some people that
1: are not being super genuine. Like they're doing, I think they might be doing it for the wrong reason. Sometimes, you know, you see a couple here and there where you're like, and they're just doing it to try to get views. I think that's where a lot of it is coming from now. I do think producers are, and that's, you know, looking at it from that perspective, but from the perspective of, I think a lot of producers just want to share more now. I think they're learning that Helping other producers is just going to help everybody in the long yeah. run. It's going to help yeah. create better music in the long run. It's going to help strengthen the community, strengthen the, the producer industry. And, yeah, um, you know, you could build a, a better brand around it too, because you're helping, yeah. you're adding value, providing value to the producer community.
0: Definitely. I think that's the key, isn't it? With any business that you've got is to lead with value. And I'm sure you've experienced this from giving out so many tutorials, but it can just benefit you in so many ways. Obviously, it has to be genuine, but I bet you've had so many messages from people that have maybe given opportunities to you and been like, you know what, those tutorials that you've put out have been so helpful, I've learned so much, let me do this for you. It mm-hmm. might have hooked you up with, a, I don't know, it could have been like a free plugin, a free drum kit, like yeah. a collab, anything, you know what I mean? Yep. Like it's it's happening. You out and it comes back. Yeah, man, it, it
1: definitely comes back. It comes back in, uh, you know, just like compensation wise brands and yeah. bigger companies start to reach out and they want you to do a sponsored video. Um, yeah, uh, it, it, it helps in a lot of different ways. Now I'm I'm connecting with industry producers that yeah. have told me that, like, you know, my videos have helped them. And these are producers that have, yeah. you know, Grammy or they have Billboard hits. And I'm like confused. I'm like, what? Like you're watching like my videos, like you already have yeah. hits, you have hits. Um, but yeah, it's wild, man. And it comes back in so many different ways and it's just amazing. And that's what yeah. keeps me going every day is the fact that I'm helping the producer community. I can help other producers no matter what level they're at. Yeah. You know, and it helps me too, because it now that I'm driven to do this on a daily basis, I'm really in it. I'm really paying attention to everything. I already was, but yeah. now it's it's on a different level. I'm really watching everything. You know, I'm sure yeah. like like you and a lot of other uh, producers that make content, we're just out we're, we're watching what everybody's doing. You know, and it helps yeah. us become better producers.
0: Definitely. Cuz you want to if you're putting out so much content as well, you can't put out the same content all the time. So mm. you want to learn new tricks yourself to share with other people. So you're constantly looking for new stuff. Constantly trying new things, experimenting, just you know, layering stuff that you might not have layered before, just every exactly. little cool trick, just to find a hidden gem and then be like, shit, this works. I'm gonna share it with everyone. Yeah. And even if you're just not getting anything back for it, sometimes there's no better feeling than when someone messages you and they say, you know, that that tutorial that you put out really helped me. It's elevated me, my beats are on another level. I ended up landing a placement because mm-hmm. of these tricks, you know what I mean? And you've just helped this person, that's the best random person halfway across the world who you've, who you never would have heard of before. That's the best, that's,
1: you know, that's why I got into it, you know? And that right there is the reason I got into it because I started getting that locally and I started getting that reaction because I would, I was running a recording studio basically, um, you know, before I started going heavy with the tutorials and I would just try to teach those artists. Every like little t- trick and tip that I've learned along the way, whether it was about yeah. performing because I was in a band, so I had a background in performing on stage, uh, performing right. in the studio, just anything I could, um, and that really ha- has transitioned into me, you know, doing the tutorials online. That right there, that that reaction, be like, "Yo, Larry, yeah that that feedback, that advice that you gave me is, is really working." Like, you know, I'm I'm landing shows now. I'm getting paid for shows now. Like, this is you know something so that reaction right there is the reason why i keep going like that dm from somebody in india who says you know i helped them with their beats and now they're starting to sell beats for the first time that's that's what it's all about
0: Priceless feeling isn't it
1: yeah it's awesome it really is
0: well i bet when you were an engineer and you were giving that much value to people i bet that helped you so much because there might be certain engineers that are out there who will just they just in it purely for the money. It's just like, all right, pay me my, whatever, however many dollars it is. They just want to sit there, hit record, not really say anything. And then boom, just, you know, yeah. get out of the session onto the next person. But because you were more like, sounds like you were really like hands on. And if the artist was like saying a word in a particular way, you'd be like, you know what, I think you should put more emphasis on this word or, you know, just giving them mm-hmm. performance advice, then they would have come out of that session and been like, fuck, like. My track would have come out of fire, but he's just made it he's just brought it to the <laughs> next level because of this advice that he's giving me. And then <laughs> they're gonna start telling other people and being like, yo, this is the engineer you need to go to. And they're gonna keep coming back to you because they fuck with you so much. Yeah, was, that, was that the case? Yeah when you were engineering.
1: Yeah, pretty much yeah. that's how it that's how it all happened. Um, that's how I started creating a nice clientele. And I was like super picky about who I worked with. I didn't really want to have anybody completely yeah. random in. I would go to a lot of local shows. I was involved in a lot of local shows too, because I was in, um, I was, like I said, I was in a band before, and then I was in a a duo with my homie, Peter Piffin. And we did like this EDM hip hop mashup. So we played a lot of shows as well. And I would get clients just from being at these shows and I would meet them face to face. They, they heard about me through so-and-so and and they're like, yo, Larry's mixes come out crazy. He's super involved. Um, Yeah. Yeah. That's just how it kind of grew from there. And then I started getting a lot of clients um, that I knew personally from from shows and just word of mouth. Um, Yeah. But I think what helped me become a better engineer is the fact that I was a producer as well. And I was in a band and I was a musician. And that really, I think, took my engineering and mixing to the next level. It wasn't just me pushing record and throwing an EQ and a compressor on. And just making it sound clean it was me really diving into those mixes you know making them dynamic and making them sound like an actual finished song and not just somebody that slapped their vocals on an mp3 or a wave beat you know yeah, it's really taking yeah, that, that to the sense. next level and making it sound
0: like a finished product a finished polished song definitely yeah there's 100 percent a difference uh, which one came first did you start producing first were you in the band first or was it engineering Um, I started making beats first. Um, I
1: started making beats first on like FL Studio 4. And then I had (laughs) this like crappy laptop where I started making beats on. I was learning a lot. was reading a lot, reading a lot of forums, watching videos if they were available at that time. And then I learned drums. And me knowing beats beforehand helped me out with drums. So I kind of caught on to drums a lot faster than I would have. If I wasn't making beats before, because I knew how to, you know, I know, I knew a four count. I knew where the snares should land. I knew where the kicks and hi-hats should land. So it was just a matter of getting that coordination. Uh, But I really, I wish I started way earlier playing drums, because I think once you hit a certain age, your brain is just kind of locked in. But yeah, um,
0: it took me. It's supposed to be the same with any instrument, isn't it? I think even with like learning piano, people say. I, I don't know if it's the way like your fingers like developed or what, but there's meant to be something about if you're young and you start learning piano, it's just, yeah, it's supposed to be a lot of coordination, early on, isn't it?
1: Yeah. That yeah. coordination. I think your brain isn't fully there yet where are you're fully left-handed or fully right-handed. So I think it's easier yeah. to kind of mold that at an earlier age. Um, it's harder to break it at a later age, but you can with practice. I mean, you can get anywhere. It, it doesn't matter, yeah, but definitely. it's just you have to practice a lot harder at an, at an older age. Um, of course, yeah. but yeah, so beats came first, drums came next. Uh, and then engineering came shortly after that where I started like recording my own band and then we yeah. got a studio and then I started recording some clients here and there to make extra money. So I didn't have to work <laughs> a normal job <laughs> at, <laughs> yeah. at some point. Uh, yeah. And do
0: you ever work a normal job? I did. Or was it always music?
1: Yeah, I did. I worked a normal job and then I was working full-time at a like a paper plant where they made boxes and I was driving a right. forklift. And that was the last job I had, yeah. but that was like maybe you know maybe 10, 12 years ago. 10 maybe 10 years ago yeah. I think, 12 years ago. Um right. And that was probably the last job real job I had. I quit yeah. that, got out of there and then just went music full time, just trying to grind any way I could. And Tried building a clientele, selling beats, just hustling, selling beats. I was working the doors at shows. Um, yes. Just any little thing I could do involved in music to make some money. I didn't want to do anything else besides music. So if it was me recording people and making a couple bucks an hour, like $15, $20 an
0: hour, that was good enough yeah. for me. I was paying some bills. I was happy. Definitely. You'd rather do that than work in the, you know, like the forklift that you were working in before. Yeah, I was making good money. <laughs>
1: I was making good money doing that
0: but i was not happy at all so i would
1: do anything i could to get out of that that lifestyle anything i was so miserable bro so miserable i had to get (laughs) out of it um
0: that's a story for a lot of people isn't it a story for me a few years ago Mm -hmm. i was the same just working in a job that I, i hated for like five years and then i was just like willing to do anything to get out of it so when i left i was i was trying everything i was same thing i was mixing but I was like trying to sell beats and offering a free mix with every beat lease. The beat leases were like $30. So I do like <laughs> a mix on a beat for $30, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, bro, you got to do it. It's willing to do anything, yeah. Yeah. But that's the stuff you have to do at the start, isn't it? Like yeah, you man. just have to try anything yep. to get your name out there. So what made you start the like Instagram tutorials then? So if you were running studio sessions, trying to sell beats, what made you jump to tutorials? Um, so
1: a couple of friends would tell me, "Yo, like, you you got to do tutorials. And I was like, ah, I had that, you know, what are they calling it now? Like imposter syndrome, you know, where I was yeah. like, oh, who am I to, to teach? Right. Who am I to teach other producers? Um, I don't think I'm the best out here. So why would I teach? I was just, you know, self-conscious about it. And then one day I was in the studio with an artist recording and I was just telling him, uh, he was just watching me. He was watching me edit vocals. Yeah. And he's like, yo, bro, like I've been to other studios and nobody ever does that. Nobody ever goes into, the, into those layers and lines those yeah. vocals up. Nobody ever does that. Uh, so then I just, I don't know what sparked in my head. I don't really know. But I had the screen recording software. I just screen recorded me doing that. No voice, yeah. no voiceover, nothing. Just me chopping and lining vocals. And if you right. go back to my Instagram and you scroll all the way, all the way down,
0: Is that the first video? That was the
1: first video. There was no voiceover. It was just a caption on the top and it said, make sure your engineer is doing this. And it was just me chopping and lining layers of vocals up. And it got like so many more views than any other of my videos have have ever gotten, you know, like, and, and at that time it might've been a few thousand, but I wasn't getting those types of views on my videos. So then that sparked the idea, like maybe I should really do these tutorials And then my next video was how to do a a reverse reverb effect. Cause I knew that was a popular effect that nobody really even knew what to call at that time. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I did that and that one got like 10 or 20,000 views and I'm like, that's it. I have to keep doing this. I'm like, this is, this is the thing that's working. And not video in. Yeah. Right. And just not to go off of views alone, but I, I saw that people in the comments were really getting value from it. Um, The views is just, you know, that's a a byproduct of the value. You know, you're getting views. It means something's working and not to go solely off the views because I had no idea that I would turn this, you know, the tutorial thing into a full time career that would, you know, financially like be great for me. I had no clue. I just knew that I was providing a lot of value to people and they were connecting with it and they were learning from it. So I was like, yeah, I got to keep doing this. So I wanted to get yeah. to, I wanted to get to the point of doing one video every single day. And I eventually got to that maybe after, you know, six months, seven months to a year, I think. But I was doing like a few videos per week and they were all doing really well, connecting with an audience. Uh, yeah. Stayed really, really active in, within the producer community. I was always in p- other people's comments, other people's live streams. Yeah. You know, and that's just the network. And I just networked oh, like so that. That's
0: the work you've got to put in. Yeah. You have to you have to get yourself known, don't you? Make yourself known yeah. everywhere mm-hmm. to whatever it takes. Like you were posting consistently every day for, for how many months? Um like six, I'm still posting every day. Oh. I
1: think I think it's been like a year and a half straight that I've posted every day.
0: Yeah. And yeah, so and I mean actually filming every day or will you film a chunk one day and um, then schedule them out? Sometimes I'll do that. Yeah, so sometimes I
1: well when I was like really tight on time, uh, when I f- was like first starting out one a day, I would, yeah, I would like kind of bulk record and then edit right. as, you know, if I was like out of the studio over the weekend, I would have right. a bunch to edit in my Google drive folder. Uh, now, I think I just have so many different things going on that yeah. I have, I have videos that I might've posted on TikTok. That I can now repurpose for Instagram because it's you know it's been right. like a week or two since I've posted it on TikTok or whatever. Yeah. Now it's like it seems like a lot easier now because I think I'm just in the groove. I'm more confident with the content that I put out. Right. I'm just more in the flow of things. Uh so I don't really have to back like like pre-record a bunch of content anymore. I think I just have so many things yeah. going on that I can, you know, post at any given time. And then because Instagram is so fast paced. People miss content. So, a post from a year yeah. ago, I might be able to either repurpose, like refilm, redo the voiceover, or just like repost the entire video. And it's new to a lot of people. Mm. So, I'm at the point yeah, now where sense. I'm not, it's not hard to put content out at all for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I suppose Instagram's a bit different to YouTube in that sense. Like, if you re upload the same YouTube video, people might notice that. You can yeah. You repurpose can repurpose it and like redo the same kind of stuff. But I guess Instagram's a little bit different.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, with YouTube, you could kind of you could you could go on the same topic you might have a year ago and kind of flip the video a little bit. You could kind of base it off that. uh, But re-uploading the same video, you can't because the content on YouTube is pretty much like evergreen. It'll just live. It lives forever. Somebody could stumble on your video five years from now through a suggested side column.
0: Man, I get yeah. I get suggested some random shit sometimes. Like nothing to do with music. It could be like a ten year old video. I think one the other day that just popped up out of nowhere was just it was someone I don't know why I clicked on it either. It was just someone on a balcony in Russia in the freezing cold, <laughs> pouring water over the balcony and it's just freezing as it's pouring <laughs> it. I'm like, why is this recommended to me like ten years later? That's and why it's got like ten million views. So I'm like I'd never know how the algorithm like properly works. It just woke up one day and decided I'm going to make this Russian video viral. <laughs> <It's> crazy, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yeah. Who knows how that thing works, man. That's wild. But yeah. that's, you know, that's, that's the beauty of YouTube. They all have yeah. their different pros and cons, you know, but YouTube is, is, has that longevity. A post can live Definitely. for a
0: long time. How do you think your content has changed from when you've, first I posted on Instagram to now, because I know with like TikTok and reels, it seems like maybe everyone's attention span is getting shorter and shorter and they just want quick and snappier information. Mm -hmm. Have you, have you kind of found that? Have you kind of changed your content along the way? A little bit. Yeah, a
1: little bit. I've, uh, I've kind of like went with the TikTok trends on some things and the, the edit, the way they edit their videos on TikTok and kind of implemented that into Instagram and and the reels side of things. But, uh, you know, I've, I think over the last couple of years, I've just made my content a little bit more fast paced, a little bit more. Like if you go back to some of my old videos, there's a lot of, a lot of dead air in them. And I've kind of like trimmed out a lot of that dead air. Some people say like, Sometimes I'll post a video and it might be too quick because I just try to jam a bunch of information into a one minute video, but that's just, you know, that's, that's how it is. Sometimes Uh, every video can't be perfect, especially like when I'm putting one out every single day,
0: but, uh, yeah, 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 it it definitely has changed information into a little clip. Yeah. It's like 20 minute YouTube videos for that same thing, but for you to cram it into one minute, it must be quite tough. Yeah, that's
1: I think that's where I, f- I filled a void on Instagram when I started doing yeah. it there really wasn't there really wasn't any videos like that on Instagram. And yeah. I think that's why people connected with it because they it, we're in this world now and it's not just because of TikTok, it's because of social media in general. With TikTok, I think it's gotten even right. more fast-paced and more like shorter attention span based content. But yeah, definitely. It was already headed in that direction. And I think that's why TikTok is doing so well, yeah. but yeah. So I think it was already going in that direction and people were looking for that short content. They didn't, some people didn't have the time. And then in that moment to spend 15 minutes to watch a YouTube video, because there are Gosh, people that are specifically YouTube people that watch and consume yeah. YouTube, YouTube all the time. And then there's other people that don't u- utilize the platform. Like a lot of other people do. And it's they, nothing. they'd rather get their information from Instagram or twitter or whatever in a yeah. more short
0: like fast-paced video so yeah. that's what with i YouTube, think you need some good time on your hands don't you you need to yeah. be like it could be before bed when you get home from mm-hmm. work just a relaxing time it's like right i've got twenty minutes to watch this video but with instagram it could be someone wanting to learn whilst they're at work on a quick break or mm-hmm. they're on the toilet or something Just <laughs> yeah. need some quick information so yep. it makes sense i know
1: for me personally with instagram i um I'm watching it, obviously I'm on it all day, but with YouTube, uh, I don't, I, I find myself not watching YouTube videos until I'm at home until, you know, with me, I have kids, so the kids are in bed and it's just me chilling. That's when I watch YouTube when I have that time during the day, I'm in the studio, I'm creating content, I'm working, I'm working on videos, I'm on Instagram or I'm doing emails, I'm doing whatever, making beats, making melodies, um, so I don't really have the time to sit down and watch a ten, fifteen, twenty minute YouTube video. Yeah. So, I think that's you know I think a lot of people can relate to that. That's why you know Instagram is that during the day thing. Like you said, they're on a break, they're on lunch, they're on the yeah. toilet. <laughs> you know.
0: Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Do you think there's still a space for people right now to start an Instagram page for FL Studio tutorials? Do you think there's still space? Because it seems like you got in at a perfect time. You were like the OG of doing those. But now you see more and more every day, don't you? But you still it's a think lot. it's it's a good technique, like a good process for people to to start something like that?
1: Yeah, I, I, I don't see why not. I think if, if you have, uh, I think what's going to make people stand out is the branding. So somebody like you could start a, you know, an FL Studio tutorial page, but is it going to last? Is it, it you got to ask yourself these questions, like what's going to make you stand out from somebody else? What's going to make yes. you stand out? it's going to be the branding it's going to be it's going to be the person behind it it's going to be the personality that's what's going yeah. to make you stand out that's the same thing with youtube you know it's there's a lot of producers on youtube right now and i'm not oh, sure exactly when you started but i just i feel like recently i, st- I started seeing you pop up a lot um within the last yeah, like I only, year i only
0: started about a year ago just yeah. over a year
1: so exactly like if you know you could have said the same thing like who Wants to start, but you had, you have your little niche. You do the drill, you do the drill content and you do it really well. You have your your brand, your personality, and that's what people connect with. There's other people that are doing drill content right now, you know, but they watch you because you're you. You know? Yeah,
0: that makes sense. And people learn from, people always have like that one kind of tutor or teacher that they go to who they just understand like you could have. Like someone might understand me perfectly and be like, you know, every time this guy explains something, I just understand it, I get it. But then someone else might not really fuck with it, but then they go to someone else. So it's like, I feel like anyone, if they're thinking about starting a channel, they, they should just 100% do it. Because you never know, like, yeah. who, you never know who's going to be fucking with you. There's always going to be someone, but you're right. The more you actually get your face out there and just be yourself and, you know, stay consistent with it. Like, mm-hmm. I think there's definitely opportunity. Yeah, man.
1: Yeah. There was a big uh like controversial like tweet with Cody where he, he said, if you're not showing your face as a producer, you you, you basically you're not gonna make it. I, I'm not quoting the tweet <laughs> exactly, but like if you're not showing your face, you're gonna have a really hard time. You're gonna have a really hard time because those days are kinda over where five years ago or ten years yeah. ago, with like I feel like You know, Johnny Giuliano is a good example. I know. I think he he shows himself a lot now, but like back in the day, I didn't know what he looked like. I didn't know what a lot of those producers looked like. They just their content just blew up, though. It would they were everywhere. You know, it was just a voice behind everything. Um, But those, it's it's a lot harder because it's harder to compete because there are so many producers that are willing to show their face, show their personality. That it's hard for producers to come up without doing that. There's people that do it and do it really well, um, without showing their face, but you have to really be different about it. You have to really get creative.
0: It feels like at one point, the role of a producer was mainly behind the scenes, wasn't it? Like Mm -hmm. you never really knew who the producers of tracks were apart from like the huge names, like Timbaland. But now it's like the producer is almost the artist. Like people are going to the producer because. You know, they want to fuck with their brand and their beats. Like, the whole role has just changed. Like, the whole producer role has changed, 100%. Yeah, man. Producer is,
1: you know, has, it, sometimes the producer is the bigger one on the record. Yeah. And the producer yeah, is yeah. bringing it in, like, somebody like DJ Khaled or, yeah, you know, beats. where they create, you know, DJ Mustard. They create the album, and they put the whole thing together, and they're the one that really drives the whole, the whole record.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's got a different game now. just beats. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Cause a lot of people, even people that, that message me and probably people that message you as well and say like, you know, how, how can, how can I get my beats out there? How can I get known as a producer? And then whenever you look at their profiles, there's always just, it's just images of beats. It's just, you've done like the, what's the plugin called on FL studio, the Z game visualizer. You have just got a couple of visualizers of beats and you're just posting them every day. Mm -hmm. When there's so many people doing that. So if a rapper's going on your page, like, how are they going to remember you amongst all the other producers that are doing that exact same shit?
1: Yeah, exactly, man. It's the competition is fierce right now for producers, because everybody wants to be a producer. It seems like there's more people that want to be producers than that want to be artists. So it's really, the competition is crazy. So you gotta, you gotta do something to stand out and people that ask those questions it's tough. It's tough for me to answer, you know, without sounding like rude. But just watch, yeah. watch what we're doing. Watch people like you. Watch people like me, like Curtis King. Like, if you really just truly watch what we're doing, yeah, and you kind of like break it down, the, the, in reverse engineer like what we're doing and kind of mold that into your own branding, right. you'll eventually get it. You know, some people that ask yeah. those questions are not—I don't think—are like looking really looking at what they're putting out there. Um, of course, yeah. and they just want it's an easy answer you know people just yeah. want an easy answer it, I mean it is kind of easy when you think about it like just watch what people are doing Cop, <laughs> copy it to a certain extent but yeah.
0: make it original you make your own style yeah yeah no you're right because I was doing the same like before I started the channel I, I was just obsessed like I, I knew I wanted to do it but I, I wanted to study it properly so I was just watching other channels I was watching your content watching people like Chucky Beats Busyworks Beats listening to all the producer grind podcasts and just absorbing everything. And then after a while it just clicks. It's like, Oh shit, yeah. this actually makes sense. I'm, I know what to do now. I just need to get my face out there anyway. Yeah. just, that's what happened yeah, with it's, me too,
1: bro. I was so just simple, consuming it. Yeah.
0: It, yeah. It's, it's all
1: about consuming the content too. Right. Like just, if you're consuming it every single day and just getting yeah. all the other stuff out of there, like you follow, yeah. Like, because everything right now is social media driven. We're always in our phones. So what you consume is what you're going to be. Eventually, <laughs> if you're following a bunch of fight pages and a bunch of negative accounts, you're going to become yeah. that you're going to be- you're going to become that eventually. Or at least the part of yeah. you is if you're following a bunch of Definitely. positive producer content and you're watching or a, a bunch of other positive content, you know, a bunch of pages that are maybe not even producer driven, just they're motivational, but they're positive. You're eventually going to become that because I think we're on our phones so much these days right. that you're going to become what you consume. You are. It's <laughs> just, right. it is what and it I think is. It's
0: conf- it always confuses me when people say, oh no, like I hate social media. Social media is so negative. It makes me depressed, but you, you control what you see to a certain extent on Instagram. Yep. Like if, if, if what you're seeing is depressing you and making you feel uncomfortable or making you feel negative, then unfollow all of those pages, even if it's people in your personal life, if they're not benefiting you in a certain way. I know that sounds kind of harsh, but you're just looking through Instagram and you're seeing everyone living like a nice life and you're like, I don't have this life. Unfollow all these people and you start following the shit that you can learn from, benefit from and make you feel a certain way. And then when you're scrolling through Instagram, like you said, you're not gonna have those emotions either because everything that you look at is just positive images and you start becoming what you're seeing.
1: You create your own algorithm. So at some point, yeah. That's, that's the, you know, that's how these platforms are, are made. They're made yeah. to show you what they think you're going to like. Yeah. So if you're following a bunch of, you know, negative accounts and, or accounts that are just, you know, constantly making you feel jealous all the time or negative all the time, it's, they're showing that to you for a reason. It's because they know that you yeah. watch it. They know that you're looking at it all the time. It's so like you said, unfollow, yeah. unfollow all the bullshit.
0: That's yeah. making you feel a certain way. It's exactly what I did when I had my, when I first had my Instagram account, I just, you know, you end up just following random pages in the beginning, don't you? And then at mm. a certain point I just went through my whole following and just got rid of like everyone, even people in my personal life. Like maybe some people that I thought were friends, but didn't really benefit me weren't r- really supportive. I just got rid of everyone. I'm like, right, I'm controlling what I'm going to see now yeah. and it helps. It definitely helps. For sure. So. I also wanted to, to talk about the, the course that you had with, with Curtis King. Cause mm-hmm. I've seen that pop up a few times. How did that come about? Um, I started getting like
1: really cool with Curtis. We did a few collabs. We got connected. Yeah. Uh, I think it was just like me popping up in a lot of his live streams and even like, you know, shout me out here and there. And then I forget right. initially how, like how we connected, but I think Stephen from, from Cymatics. At one point, because I was I, I work with them a lot, and uh, he did a podcast. I think that's what where where the connection was. We both All did right. the podcast around the same time within the within the same few months. We did the Cymatics podcast, and right. I think we connected through Stephen really. And then like he was like, "Yo, you guys should should collab." And we were doing a few like free collabs where we were coming up with some packs, yeah, drum kit here and there, and we did some free content for the community, and then. We were just kind of bullshitting on phone calls here and there. And Stephen one day, I think, suggested to Curtis King that we should do a course together. And he like, yo, that's a great right. idea. You know, we've both been involved with FL Studio for over yeah. 15 years each. Uh, so yeah. I feel like and he had already come out with courses in the past. I had never done a course ever. And I knew that's the direction that I was kind of headed towards. And it was a kind of like no brainer for me. He was so cool to work with, still is. Really good friend. Uh, We would have conversations on the phone for a while, just, you know, just bullshitting. And it just, the idea came about and I was like, yo, I'm totally 100% down for it. Let's do it. He had already done a a beginner's course for FL Studio. So we didn't want to go in that direction. So we went with the advanced side of things. So we did a more advanced FL Studio uh, course and it did really well. It's still doing really well. It's helping a lot of producers. I still get you know DMs to this day, and we came out with it over a year ago. Still get them people that say they're signing up for it, how much they learned from it. So it's 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 really uh, made a connection, made an impact. Yes. I think.
0: What so, are the main things in the course? Is it more about like producing, or is it the effect sides, mixing, or is it a mix of both? It's got a mix
1: of both. Really, it's got a lot of right. uh, sampling stuff in there. It's got a lot of melody yeah. creation. I even did a whole. I think like 45 minutes to an hour long section just on recording into FL studio. Cause like okay. I explained earlier, like with engineering and everything, I, I do everything and still do everything inside of FL studio. Yeah. So a lot of producers want to kind of transition into that. They want right. to, and it's a good way to create a side hustle just like I did. So if you're familiar okay. with FL studio already and you, you make beats in it, why start a new program? It's just as good in yeah. my eyes. You might, hop over a few more hurdles here and there, but it's the same thing with any DAW. So there's a whole section in there about recording, mixing and mastering vocals inside of a Phil studio. Uh, It really touches on everything touches on everything on the advanced side, like intermediate to advanced sort of thing. We don't really, we kind of, we don't go over the basics. Like what this knob does. Yeah. It's like, it's not like what this section is, what the channel rack is. Like we go through more advanced topics.
0: Yeah, I feel like at this point, like everyone kind of knows the basics or not Mm -hmm. everyone because new producers every day, but there's a lot of beginner content out there, but even people that have commented on my videos or messaged me, they said that they're looking for like more advanced stuff. Mm -hmm. So I can imagine it's done quite well.
1: Yeah, 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 it has. It's it's still doing well, which, you know, for my first course, it surprised me. I was, you know, Curtis King kind of like led the way on it too, because like I said, I was totally brand new to the whole thing. So right.
0: he'd done a few in the past as well. So yeah, he had done like a YouTube.
1: Music. Yeah. He had done like a YouTube course and a, another FL yeah. studio course. So he, he was uh well versed in it. So I kind of yeah. like, I learned a lot from him too. So I'm going to be doing more courses soon, like real soon actually. Oh, nice. Yeah.
0: Have you, got, have you got a date set for them, or can you speak on it much? Uh, oh,
1: no date right now, but I literally, that call that I said that I have after this podcast is with somebody yeah. about the course, so, like, we're getting ready. Oh, sick. Yeah, so getting ready to, uh, I have all the topics, I have everything outlined. Uh, it's yeah. pretty much, like, ready to get filmed, uh, but I just want to get everything set first, and then, you know, I say within the next, like, month or two, should be out.
0: Right. Yeah. Oh, nice, so we've got that to look forward to. I need yeah. to check out the first course as well, because... Like I was saying, I'm always looking for new information. Even yeah, I'll send it to you. Materials. I'm like, oh, I appreciate that, man. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, if you just mentioned in that call, I guess you have to go ahead in a minute. So if you if you need to, um, you can hop off. <laughs> but, yeah, bro, I really appreciate you coming on. I didn't want to keep you too long. Thank so, you, man.
1: I appreciate you having me but, on, bro. For real. I love your content. I love what you're doing.
0: Appreciate that, man. Honestly. And yeah, just for anyone that doesn't have you on socials or for anyone that hasn't heard of you, just let them know where they can find you. If you know he's got the course coming up, so make sure you look out for that. But just let everyone know where they can find you, too.
1: Yeah, uh, you can find me at Larry O with two H's. So L-A-R-R-Y-O-H-H on everything. And you can go to (laughs) youhelpme.com. Youhelpme.com. Got it. All right. I appreciate you, man. All right. Thank you. I appreciate you, too, man. Thank you.